In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Shit Show. The crowd erupts if they were here. Absolutely. It is a beautiful day in sunny Sydney, Australia. In- Not that we would know because we are in a bunker that Hitler would have called <laughs> Scheiser. <laughs> Which he would have called small even by his standards. <laughs> Yes, it is Shit Show, the podcast where we cover history's greatest dumpster fires, past and present. And mate, well, I am Rig, and you are Gus. We yes. Obviously, we need to make a concerted effort to do this every single time. We don't. Uh, and I think for the people that can't tell our voices apart, I hello, mother, uh, <laughs> it's important for them to realise that we cannot do anything about it. All we can do is say each other's names. Feels very forced. Feels weird. <laughs> I got told just this weekend, they were just like, hey, by the way, that thing you said uh, in last week's cast, I'm like, that was not me. (laughs) How was yesterday? We were commentating a uh, football match and after the game, someone comes up and uh, writes in in a thread on Facebook, yeah, how good was Gus on the commentary? And you've gone, there were two people doing that. (laughs) The response is, thought that was just Gus throwing his voice. Yeah, that sucks. Also... I was at footy training last week and good friend of the show, Jim Beard, called me Gus the entire night. I didn't even realise and he goes, yeah, no, it was real bad because at one point I realised my mistake because I called another Gus that was there, other Gus. Perfect. So not only are the name (laughs) name allocations not working, they're working in reverse. They are working in reverse. We are one in the same. (laughs) Hello, I am Other Gus. Welcome to Shit Show. (laughs) I am Ultra Rig. (laughs) So uh, this week... I have the segments. You sure do. The first one off the rank is the Trainwreck Trophy, where you've gone through the internet to find the greatest train wrecks this past week. But we cannot get to that without possibly playing the anthem. Good. Yeah, you thought I was going to fuck it again, didn't no, you? No, no, that was very confident. Yeah, I know. It's almost I'm, like you thought about the show uh, and how it should run, <laughs> like a normal presenter. I'm prepared, and I came today and said, I'm oh. super prepared. <laughs> Sorry, a bit too much <laughs> information. <laughs> down to the gut. But you know what? For me <laughs> and all of our listeners. <laughs> but you know what? It's completely natural, oh. so don't slut shame me. But I came in today and I said, quote, I am prepared, and you said to me, that's how you should always be. Why are you taking credit for something you should already be doing? You literally looked like every kid that came last in a swimming carnival. (laughs) Where is my accolade of failure? (laughs) My childhood room is full of yellow ribbons. (laughs) For anyone listening overseas uh, that doesn't have the concept of participation ribbons, basically... You're missing out, first off. In Australia, from about 1991 onwards... (laughs) Everybody who competes in anything gets a ribbon. Yeah, so you would get blue for first, uh, red red for for second, second, and green for third. Yellow was just something they gave out. Just an absolute sea of yellow around a (laughs) primary school. (laughs) Kids rolling out with fistfuls of yellow, and my God, was their colour of their food yellow as well, because they were coming last. (laughs) The local Lincraft was making an absolute (laughs) killing. (laughs) 
But, mate, you've gone away and you found those train wrecks for us from this week. What have you got for us? All righty. So we're going to continue on with a popular thread from our last ep, i.e. bears, they live amongst us. Oh, <laughs> that is even better. I thought you were going to say man gets shot by gun somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so close. They're the two threads. I thought it was going to be the continuation of pet versus child. <laughs> We've got to put more work into that. <laughs> pet versus child. Networks are queuing up. <laughs> so the news article is very simply, Bear destroys vehicle in search of gummy bears. Yes. It combines two things. <laughs> that we love. I feel like you may have come across this uh, in, in your research this week because it's been everywhere. Basically... Uh, a woman has said a vehicle was severely damaged by a hungry, hungry bear. <laughs> <laughs> How is this for a series of events? So it's in Canada, I'm pretty sure. I didn't do enough research on that. but <laughs> It has to be. It's, if it's not Canada, it's, it's, it's Russia. Russia. <laughs> so let's assume that this is in Moscow, <laughs> has been translated <laughs> back into English. <laughs> so a woman said she was preparing a goulash inside or some kind of heavy <laughs> vegetable meat based stew. Are you actually. That has to be, has to be a joke, surely. <laughs> when surely her next door neighbour, the husband of bears, <laughs> decided to go fishing. <laughs> inside her vehicle and by vehicle I clearly mean large wooden carriage (laughs) (laughs) alright we're back to reality oh okay (laughs) I was like where is this going I have not cottoned on alright so I just thought this is the best thing ever then the carriage turned back into a pumpkin (laughs) if that was the actual news article wrap it up pack up the mics (laughs) that's the pinnacle So, it's a Subaru Forester, aka... Which is the carriage of Canada. (laughs) The wooden carriage of Canada. Uh, And this bear has gotten into the car. I don't know how... (laughs) Basically, the way it reads is uh, that (laughs) Kate Siegel heads to work on Thursday morning when she walks outside her home to find both her car and the garage door open. The car was parked outside the garage... There was a garage opener in the car. The bear has opened a car door. (laughs) (laughs) Which leads us to two things. One, we apologise for last episode when we (laughs) insinuated that apes had no thumbs. (laughs) And also takes us back to last ep where we took the piss out of bears. Please do not come and hunt me down. Open mag my garage and maul me. (laughs) So, we're still not totally <laughs> sure whether bears do have thumbs. My, so. my early guess is no. <laughs> but I've, you I've, are going to end up like DiCaprio in The Revenant. <laughs> they are going to hear this and they are going to be pissed. <laughs> However, this new, new evidence sheds light on the fact that not only do bears live amongst us, but they are terrifying AF and can open car doors. <laughs> so, this bear gets into the car. Because the windows have been cracked and it can smell gummy bears. <laughs> Look, the sweet, sweet <laughs> fruit. The sweet fruit of, of its the, alter ego. <laughs> of the hell bears. Uh, which <laughs> basically in the process of manages to step on the garage opener, which then opens the door to the garage, which is where all of the trash is kept. <laughs> so the bear goes through the car, trashes the living shit out of it. <laughs> I'm going to show you this uh, this image. I'm just turning this around so Rig can see. 
<laughs> the car, the car looks like someone has gone in there with a sledgehammer and a rifle. <laughs> someone has gone in there with the jaws of life. There's a door missing. Yeah. Like <laughs> anyway, this bear, uh, which was described as probably being <laughs> big enough to cause the damage, but big small enough. enough to get in the car. Wow. <laughs> what sort of Einstein wrote that? <laughs> Suspect is large, six foot eight, <laughs> hairy as, f- as fuck, long claws. So uh, anyway, the, the bear finds the gummy bears, which are in the back seat, which were part of some kind of gift basket. Then probably, I assume, goes to town on them, realises that Haribo gummy bears <laughs> are the Satan of bears. <laughs> Rips the living shit out of the car and shits all over No it. way. <laughs> the bear shits all over the back seat. <laughs> Now, let's use our detective brains here. You know how much I love this for that reason. Here's the exhibits. Exhibit A, Subaru Forester. Exhibit B. Actual exhibit the rapper. (laughs) (laughs) End result, pimp my ride. Kind of is. It's like, yo, I heard you like bears. So let's have bears crack into (laughs) your car with its bare hands to eat bears. That's incredible. <laughs> anyway, so uh, not only did the bear beat the crap out of the inside of the car, <laughs> shit all over it after eating a bunch of gummy bears, it then went into the garage and decided to go ham on the trash, <laughs> which which is not a euphemism for what the kids do. <laughs> kids, they're licking butts and going ham on the trash. <laughs> One craft beer and they're tongue deep in someone's <laughs> noose. It's so crazy. All right, so that's the first one. Oh, the next one. Again, <laughs> it starts off so strong with the headline and really does tell you everything that you need to know. The headline reads quite simply, California shoplifter hides chainsaw in his pants. <laughs> oh, no. So, a man has uh, gone into a hardware store in California. He's been caught on camera stealing a chainsaw. <laughs> So what he does is he hides the motor underneath his jacket. Yeah. Oh no! And the oh but no! But the saw runs straight down his trouser leg. Oh my god! <laughs> we seem to have nothing but stories this season about people injuring their cock and balls. Oh, don't you fucking go there! Through through a series of unfortunate events. My testicles are currently receding into my body cavity. We're both dogs in cold. Oh, no. (laughs) This man, the jagged teeth of the chainsaw. No. Do not do any damage to his testicles. He leaves in a pickup truck and is still at large. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly with attached dick and balls. But we don't know. We're just delivering the information. It says right here, police are still searching for him. And that was... Oh, wow. Two days ago. Two days ago. How good. But he's a big boy. Oh, really? They breed him him big over there. They released the security... Are you sure in the previous story it wasn't a man? (laughs) And in this story, it's a bear. It's a bear. Well, this is this is a big, big lad, uh, and in the security footage, because he's put the motor of the chainsaw, which is sizable, yeah. underneath his jacket, 
He's already fat. Yeah. But my God, he looks like some kind of transformer. <laughs> I don't know how he walked out of this store without being stopped. Oh, my he God. He has a clear protrusion that looks like he's got a TV under his jacket. <laughs> and then he's got a chainsaw running down his trouser leg, which means that he had to have walked a little bit like yeah. this. <laughs> Like he's spent the entire night eating curry <laughs> and ice cream and he's just waddling around. You know but then what? again, if he's big, then maybe he has a natural waddle. Maybe no one said anything to him. That's pretty, it's definitely the bear from the first one. <laughs> so <laughs> that brings us to train wreck number three. Yep. Which hails from Sweden. Wow. Not a frequent entry no. in Trainwreck Trophy. I expect this to be incredibly stylish and it will <laughs> cost me money somehow. <laughs> it's going to be called a Blukenschkak. <laughs> <laughs> it can only be put together and taken apart with an Allen key. <laughs> so the headline is Swedish police officer arrests fugitive. Great. Great start. Okay. The train wreck is in how he arrested the fugitive, <laughs> and where they were. Okay. A policeman in Sweden seized a fugitive criminal on Friday evening while both were naked in a sauna. Of course. After stumbling of across course. him by chance. Oh, that This is police amazing. officer was, uh, was on his day off uh, visiting the sauna, which is known in Sweden as a bastu, on his day off. So it was known as a, a what? A bastu. A b- oh, a, oh, that's the, a Swedish word. Yeah. How do you spell it? B-A-S-T-U. Damn it. Come at me. I was hoping that it would <laughs> I was hoping that it would have like an O with the line <laughs> through it. And you wouldn't know what to say. Uh, Any umlauts in there? No, no. It's, it. Unfortunately. Oh no. I'm, um, I'm annoyed. He soon realized that one of the men sweating next to him in the crowded room was a convicted criminal <laughs> who was on the run after being sentenced to jail for drug offenses. <laughs> but then the Swedish police chief. Uh, of the local department just decides that this is the best thing that he's ever heard and starts doing press conferences <laughs> left, right and centre and they post on Facebook. By coincidence, and in a way that is quite comic, they both recognised each other in the sauna, <laughs> Deputy Police Chief in the Stockholm District of Rinkeby told Sweden's state broadcaster. It's easier to take action when you have your colleagues with you and all your tools and equipment, <laughs> the deputy said while winking at the camera. <laughs> This was as stripped down as it gets, and in more ways than one. To our dear colleague who kept your head cool when it was heating up to a potentially dangerous situation, despite being on your day off and relaxing in a spa, despite finding yourself in a packed sauna with a wanted criminal, you kept your wits about you and carried out an arrest, while considering what would be best for everyone, those in the area, the staffs and the wanted mans. English, not great. (laughs) No. Which is odd for Sweden. Yeah, no, usually known impeccable, for highly efficient, uh, proficient rather. But how did the arrest actually go down? Because in my mind, I've got Viggo Mortensen oh, yeah. in a history of violence in that very famous sauna fight that he has <laughs> with another gangster. But I know that it's definitely not like that. He must have just been like, have they looked at each other in the eye and in their minds gone, each gone, shit. Says <laughs> the guy in his day off's like, sigh. <laughs> Really wanted to enjoy my day at the Bastu. <laughs> the criminal's like, we could just not and leave yeah. in different cars, we right? Ju- we could just not and say we did. It is, the criminal's thinking, I was taking my day off from crime. <laughs> Both in Came there. to the spa. Uh, but what? So he's gone out. He must have like gotten his Glock or something. 
No, this That's set- short for Glockenspiel, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic Swedish arrest attempt. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in with a percussion instrument <laughs> and lilts the man to sleep. Um, there were seven people in the sauna. Right. The arrest happened over the course of an hour and a half. Oh. <laughs> what happened was that the policeman only recognised the criminal after about half an hour in there, then waited until uh, he made eye contact with the other men in the sauna tried to indicate to them that they should move to the other side of the sauna. Some of that, them took it as being a sexually suggestive move. <laughs> just, just this, just, just, this just, fat just, naked just, guy in the sauna giving you the move to this side <laughs> eyes and then when you don't but, get but, it, giving you the <laughs> pointing gun hand winky face. <laughs> so he's just like, there are guys there being like, is this guy coming on to me? He's just like <laughs> throwing down gay power moves. Absolutely. Anyway. Super confident. <laughs> anyway, eventually he was like, oh, guess I'd better just do it. Just gets this guy in a nude headlock <laughs> and yells at the other men in the sauna that they need to go and call the police because he has the guy in a nude headlock. <laughs> eventually the cops rock up, walk in, see a naked guy with another naked guy in a headlock who then has to explain to him that he is a police officer (laughs) and this isn't some kind of, again, gay power move. (laughs) How do we identify you? Are you kidding? (laughs) Just call me Mr. X. Uh, Anyway, so that's the three. We have the first one, which is bear with opposable thumbs, enters car, eats gummy bears, shits everywhere, then goes ham on the trash. Yeah. Second... Possible bear from number one steals a chainsaw <laughs> from a hardware store in his pants is still at large. The third one, Swedish police officer reluctantly on day off puts criminal in a nude headlock after coming on to everyone in a sauna. If that isn't what the perfect demonstration of a rear naked choke is, I don't know what is. But let me tell you this, I cannot and will not go past bears. <laughs> they are soon to take over the planet more successful than the apes. We bow down in front we of bow our, down our, our bear overlords. Our ursine overlords. <laughs> so I'm giving it to the bears. Love it. Play the sound. You suck. You suck! I'm so glad that I could give it to the bears. But also, I think it's less of a train wreck. I think it's more impressive than anything. It is. I mean, the, the train wreck is that Somehow a woman has managed to leave a just a bunch of unfortunate circumstances around for a bear. Tasty, and bears, tasty treats. We, we all know, bears. Opportunists. They'll get you. <laughs> That's the slogan. Bears will get you. <laughs> you bet animals start just running PSAs for themselves. <laughs> bears will get you. Eagles, you look small to us. <laughs> Oh, I love that. All right, so that is the end of Trainwreck Trophy, meaning we will roll straight in to the one-star reservoir where you have gone and plundered the depths of the internet to find the best one-star reviews of absolutely any type of product or service, and it is going to be great, and it comes with its great all... Damn it. I was going to say great new theme song. It's not new. It's old, but it's good. Play it. (laughs) Yeah! I wanna take you to a one star. I wanna take you to a one star. I wanna take you to a one star, one star reservoir. Wow! That was like listening to a man verbally inside a pit or a well <laughs> trying to get out. 
you gradually slipped further and further into the abyss. Call me Little Timmy from now on. <laughs> it's already my rap name. You're the Razal Ghoul of words. <laughs> it's already already my rap name, but with L I L apostrophe. Yeah. Little Timmy. <laughs> What's up? I'm down to where it's cold as hell. <laughs> Nobody on earth can hear me yell. <laughs> anyway, you have gone away. You found all those one-star reviews. What have you got for us, Gus, which is you? <laughs> it's gone 20 minutes without saying it. <laughs> I know, I just realised. Alrighty, so I've decided that uh, I'm going to bring some recent ones in from both Airbnb and Uber. Ooh, delish. All relatable. Everybody is aware of these two incredibly large companies. Oh, yeah. So the first one is Airbnb. The guest in question booked my house instantly. We had a live-in maid, but the guest insisted that the maid leave the house between 4pm and 1am. Already alarm bells. <laughs> I didn't think twice about it. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Why would you not think twice? We're only three sentences in, and we have so many questions oh, for this review. Yeah. I, thought the gu- I thought the guest just wanted to party. Again, oh, it's an Airbnb. It is worse. It is worse than a party. Then, fifth sentence, watch this go from zero to a million. The maid came home at 1.30am to find a dead body in a coffin. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm going to read that again. What? The maid came home at 1.30am to find a dead body in a coffin. Oh, my God. They hosted a wake at a house? They were having a wake in my house. No way. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Obviously, I was very upset (laughs) (laughs) and contacted Airbnb. They weren't very helpful. Oh, my God. (laughs) Probably because they read or you got told the first four fucking sentences and went, nah, this really on you. (laughs) The maid refused to ever come back to the house, (laughs) believing the ghost would remain. The guest had a reservation for another night. An Airbnb said I had to honour their remaining nights. No way! The body was removed and I came over the next night at 10pm just to see what was happening. But the guest had two rather hefty gentlemen on the porch (laughs) as security guards. They wouldn't let me into my own house. Oh my God! I contacted Airbnb again and they simply asked if I felt endangered that I should contact the police. (laughs) It was now 1am and I couldn't imagine anything worse than a dead body. So I waited until checkout, which was just eight hours away. The next day, I couldn't get a hold of the guest. Checkout was noon. I came over at 2pm. All the windows were boarded up with cardboard and the doors blocked so I couldn't open it. What? This is Thailand, so getting the police over was quite the challenge. Oh, my God. Especially with Airbnb not being recognised by the law. Oh, no. (laughs) Finally, we got into the house at 6pm to find all types of drugs all over the place. After throwing a wake for her grandmother, the guest then partied away the next night. Oh, my God. One star. Holy shit. What the fuck? That is insane. That is one way to get around funeral home costs. Oh, isn't it? I didn't even think of that. I actually felt annoyed halfway through that review because I thought, why didn't I think of that? It's Then again, don't know, don't know many dead people. <laughs> Want to keep it that way. How's the maid? Nah. <laughs> No, no, no for me. Yes, he's haunted. No. No, no ghost, no ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the second one. Oh my God, I'm sweating. (laughs) 
it's already so hot in here. <laughs> How does this dungeon become a fucking furnace after six minutes? I'm less sweating, more leaking. Oh, pasting. Uh, okay, Uber. Earlier this week, I had a rider who I picked up. He entered the vehicle and immediately asked me politely if I could drive quite quickly. I asked where we were going as I loaded his destination, and he responded, The hospital. I've been bitten by a rattlesnake. (laughs) (laughs) He told me he didn't want to call an ambulance as it was too expensive. Oh, it's so true, though. Anyway, as we drive, he starts to look quite pale. I pull over, take off my belt, and put it around the bite so the venom wouldn't spread. Shortly after that, we arrive at the hospital and I run in with the guy to emergency. Blood is coursing through my veins. <laughs> Adrenaline has kicked in. <laughs> the nurses see him immediately, then ask, who put this belt on his arm? I respond triumphantly, I did, oh. thinking I would get some kind of praise or accolade for being such a hero. Instead, she said, that is a really dumb thing to do. He could have died. <laughs> anyway, the guy was going to get five stars, but that bitch nurse put me in a shit mood, so he got one. <laughs> <laughs> that proves lo- so comprehensively oh that Uber drivers are the blurst. Oh, wow. I love that he gave the guy a one star based on <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> again, so arbitrary. Again, some of these one star reviews, unfair. We can, it has to be investigated at some point. And, and we've been discussing possible ways to do it. Stay tuned. There's, yeah. there's some scenarios where we think these reviews might be a little bit unfair. Yeah, they are unfair. Some of them have been written by absolute maniacs. Full-blown psychopaths. The third one. Around 2am, I pick up three people that seem to be late 40s. Two guys and a lady, all quite drunk. The destination is less than 10 minutes away, but the moment they climb in the car, the two in the back seat, the lady and one of the guys, start getting really hostile. She's drunkenly threatening to punch him in the face while the guy in the front seat eggs her on. (laughs) And the guy in the back seat keeps half yelling that he is chill. Super chill. (laughs) It wasn't too difficult to figure out that the source of the conflict was that he was interested in getting her. She wasn't having any of it, sort of. <laughs> As I'm beginning to consider pulling over and having them get out for fear that a real fight is about to break out in my back seat, the guy in the front seat suddenly changes his tone and starts suggesting that they should all be friends. His plan for patching things up consisted of her showing them her boobs. It took her about 15 seconds to decide that it was a solid plan and happily presented her pleasure pillows for their peeping pleasure. She- <laughs> Very nicely done. She was seated behind me. I didn't bother sneaking a peek. I suggest I didn't miss much. (laughs) It culminated with the guys touching her boobs in a manner reminiscent of a pair of eight-year-olds petting a hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) Like a big old bag of sand. (laughs) Have you ever touched a set of... (laughs) We arrived at their destination, another bar, a couple of minutes later. They got one star. (laughs) Oh, mate, that is brilliant. And that is One Star Reservoir, which means that we roll through. Rig has the story, the shit show story time uh, for this episode. He's going to bring us a longer form instance in history uh, where things have gone inexplicably and uh, unsurprisingly wrong once you hear the story. What do you got for us? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Wire. <laughs> so the year is... What do you think? 
1844. It's something that you constantly insult me about. 1600s. You're goddamn right. It's 1600s. The year, my friend, the land before time. (laughs) (laughs) Where dinosaurs roamed the earth and giant flying dogs. I love it. The year is 1629. Oh, God, that is a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I have become a (laughs) self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) We are in Milan, Italy. Now, I don't mean Milan, the city, necessarily. This is back before Italy was was unified in the 18th, uh, in the 19th century, rather. It's when you know you're a long way back. Yeah. So, yeah. So, places like Milan and Florence were actually city-states with their own government setups, etc. Sure. It's a dicey time in Europe, to say the <laughs> least. In the, in the middle of the 17th century, 30 years war is raging right on. Other Italian city-states being invaded by the Spanish and French. And it's also a time before paper. (laughs) That's how long ago this is. It's before paper. It was a simpler time. It was a scarier time. Actually, it's before the printing press. I think paper (laughs) may have been around for many thousands of years. Just on that, like when I read about stuff, when I see like city-state, I'm like, I'm so... I find it so hilarious that city-states were ever a thing. It's like us fighting a war with Melbourne. Oh, Like just literally just being like... Well, actually, it's even some of them were even closer than that. It's like us waging war on Wollongong. Just get out your swords, get on horseback, and just run at them. Prepare to die, different people. <laughs> I would not fight the gong. <laughs> they, uh, the gong they fight, they fight dirty. Oh, if we had city-states, the gong would rule us all. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, God's country. Right, so, anyway, besides death literally lurking behind every corner. Life in Milan is pretty good. Yeah. it's. A, I mean, it's one of the better places to be at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not the worst place to be. <laughs> it's right in the middle. <laughs> it, I, think it's, I think it's pretty average for the time, but people are like, hmm, we have no- nobility, but we also have, like, peasants and serfdom. <laughs> so they love that. They lo- the- Every report from it, literally the rich-poor divide was enormous. Oh, yeah, it was huge. And history was written by the victors. Yeah. So you don't have any any accounts of serfs being like, it was super shit. It's all (laughs) fiefdoms and barons being like, so it was a simpler time. It was fucking heaps better time. (laughs) It was amazing. I owned people. Yeah. I I literally owned a person. (laughs) Many of them. (laughs) I just gave them numbers instead of names. I didn't even use animals to sow my seeds. (laughs) And I mean that in an agricultural (laughs) sense. Yeah, so the only difference being in this rich port of Ide, everyone was stylishly dressed because <laughs> Milan. <laughs> but uh, at some point in the middle of 1629, King Philip IV of Spain sends a letter to the governor of Milan that essentially says, <laughs> Hey, no biggie, but we had four French guys escape one of our prisons and they might be spreading the plague. Via poison. My God. Or whatever. What old medical journals are you reading at the moment? (laughs) If this is the booby pee again, (laughs) swear to God. Yeah, so they're spreading the plague via poisons or ointments or whatever. Anyways, keep an eye out. Peace. Hold on. So these four guys have escaped and are deliberately spreading the plague. They could be. Oh, God. So So the governor of Milan looks at the letter and says... Cool. Well, he's clearly said no biggie in the letter. 
So we'll just keep on keeping on. <laughs> he gets on the horn to people in what I assume was like the 17th century equivalent of a school assembly in the quadrangle <laughs> and said, Bongiorno. So last announcement for the day. <laughs> some French dudes could be spreading the plague via poison. If you see something, say something. Alora, I'm out. <laughs> be alert, see but you not alarmed. See you at church on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the people, just like the... <laughs> Passenger in the back of the Uber was super chill. (laughs) (laughs) And most just go on with their lives. Eating delicious pasta, speaking loudly, diving in football. Yes, that's right. I'm still not over that. 2006 World Cup. You you absolute absolute cheats. cheats. Hashtag never forget. (laughs) To all of our Italian listeners, get it. (laughs) You know what we're about. (laughs) But no, look, life life in Milan... Is, is is actually fine. Even after people get this announcement, they're still going to church, having espressos with their pants up to their armpits, doing that Italian thing with their hands. So much hand talking. Travelling down giant green pipes, saving princesses from evil turtle warlords. Yeah. All of the all of the truer parts of yeah. Italian history. It's a time. Yeah. It is a real time. It is. Have they started popping collars and acting like black guys yet? <laughs> Because that is Italian history from 1950 to now. (laughs) But a year after this, so in May 1630, something happens that we are very familiar with. You know how this goes. Gus, knock, knock. Who's there? Booby P. God damn it, Rick. Ask me. Booby P who? Who cares? There is no door. (laughs) You're dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Our old mate, the bubonic plague comes to town and runs an absolute train on Milan. (laughs) That's when people in the city start going, hey, wait, didn't the governor say a while back that there were some Frenchmen coming spreading the booby pee? And people were like, oh, yeah, he did say that shit. So couple couple this with, depending on what source you read, a prediction or poem that the devil was going to poison the city's water supply, people are a bit on edge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, when I read poem, I could not get out of my mind that this was a limerick. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so That's the I wrote first thing that I. Th- oh. <laughs> there once was a devil with a plan who wanted to poison the water of Milan. He'd make it weird and dirty in the year 1630. Now you've got the booby pee, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Great. Now do a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone is on a knife's edge. On May the 17th, 1630, some residents claimed to see someone placing what seemed to be poison on a partition in the city cathedral. It turned out that was a French rat. (laughs) (laughs) Rat tails, criminal version, 1630s. And that's how the the rats ended up in in (laughs) French-controlled Vietnam. (laughs) Health officials go in there to investigate and remove the items. They come back and say, false alarm, guys. No poison here. The wackos in the crowd, though, are talking to each other and saying shit like, well, if there was no poison, why'd they remove the items? (laughs) They don't want us to know stuff. And also, this was a time before reason. Yeah. If there's one thing that the entire... 15 to 1700s proved it's that widespread mass panic (laughs) is fucking contagious and the people are all about it and in milan 
it's so in vogue. Oh. So stylish, Gus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a throw they're scarf. Ahead of, they're, they're ahead of the trend. It's a high they, crea- they created the trends. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, May 18th, people wake up alarmed to find mysterious stains on doors and walls in the city. People start panicking and health officials scramble to determine what the mysterious substance is. Now, Gus, I know you, I've oh, been... No. Now, Gus, I, no. know, I know I've been... It can't be. No. <laughs> You can't have spent nine minutes setting this up. <laughs> no, rig. What? What? What, what? What do you think's happening? Don't. What do you think's happening? Don't surprise poos in the news. This. <laughs> it can't be. Did you just spend nine minutes setting it up? <laughs> I swear to God, I'll walk. <laughs> Gus, let me just let me just get back into it, okay? I know I've been using the term health officials throughout this story, but please remember this is Italy in the 1600s. <laughs> They do the most middle ages thing ever by medical standards and grab samples of the mysterious substance. The officials confer in a locked room and then the head of the health board says, okay, so it's settled. We'll smear it on that dog over there. <laughs> <laughs> the, dog, the dog is like, care. <laughs> Dogs are dumb. He loved it. <laughs> All He's about like, it. affection. Amazing. <laughs> Also, dogs in the 1600s, uh, it, you're dodging bullets every day. <laughs> Absolutely. You are, you are close to being meat in all corners you, of the globe. You're actually statistically safer as a dog in the 1600s. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the dog is fine. The health board goes back to the people and the following basically occurs. Health officials. Guys, we have very scientifically concluded... <laughs> That this is not poison. By smearing this weird shit on the dog, <laughs> the crowd appears satisfied. It has not died, hence no poison. <laughs> By now, the number of wackos is growing, so the <laughs> responses are very sensible. Fuck you, that's poison. <laughs> Health officials, it is not poison. Go back to doing your regular stuff. <laughs> wackos, fuck you, not with all this poison around. Who did this? Weird fetishist in the crowd. Smear it on the dog again. <laughs> Slower this time. <laughs> the dog is like, this is the best day ever. Health People are cheering. Smear the shit on the dog. I'm a hero. <laughs> Red Rocket. <laughs> I'm going to get my own show. <laughs> my own, my <laughs> own play. <laughs> I just have to live. My own opera. <laughs> Old enough. For Arthur Miller to write a really <laughs> weird immigrant play about me. <laughs> Health officials, once again, not poison. We will be conducting an investigation to see who's responsible. But Gus, the people already know who is responsible. And we'll find out after this ad. Baguettes. Escargot. Adultery. From age. Children drinking wine. Children smoking. Diving in soccer matches. Not calling it soccer. These are the foundations that the great nation of France is built on. Is your company slash brand slash not-for-profit slash tax front built on the same foundations? As a proud French company, do you embrace and encourage traits like taking two-hour breaks in the middle of the workday, passion, and turning your noses up at tourists? Yeah, of course you do. So chuck us a few euros. We'll blow smoke up your ass on air for 36. We swear it's not going to the mistress. No. Per 
perfect. I mean, if you are listening in France, we just wanted to let you know that uh, the French criminals that are being uh, involved in this story don't mean that we think in general that the French are criminals. However, give us all your criminal money. (laughs) And if you don't, we'll put you in a rear naked choke. (laughs) Emphasis on the naked. And then we'll smear this weird poison shit on On you. On your dog. (laughs) I love Uh, that. Pet or child. (laughs) You get to pick. We're smearing shit on something. <laughs> that is one of those horrible would you rathers. <laughs> we're going to get people in this show and we're going to say to them, great. Well, so the year is 1630. <laughs> There's some weird poison shit on the wall. We're not sure whether it's poison. The booby pee is everywhere. So <laughs> we're going to smear this either on your child or your dog. You pick now. You have 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, it's And you know what? It's going to tell us so much about these people. Oh, I cannot wait to have guests in here. All right. So they, they can wait to be in here. <laughs> it can. stinks. We are sweating so much. We're in leather chairs and yeah. the fucking leather is coming off It's them. not real leather. I know it's not real leather. <laughs> real leather should not feel like this. Okay. So where we left off, the people of Milan knew who was responsible for this poison. Answer, everybody. <laughs> It's the, it's the only way to find the witch. Absolutely. <laughs> Drown everybody. <laughs> Theories abound as to who the culprit was. Some accused some accused high-ranking officials like cardinals and generals, as well as Milanese noblemen. Oh, no one's safe. But once that calmed down, people did what they did best, turned on each other. Oh, big time. Watch the masses fight. <laughs> Anyone could be a suspect. <laughs> Even you. <laughs> it was... It was nothing to, to people, especially the guy yelling, I'm chill, I'm super chill, as another chick showed everyone her boobs. It, <laughs> that wasn't stopping the masses. I bet it, it's, the, it's the fetishist dog smear, it has to be. <laughs> more poison equals more smeared dogs. <laughs> All right. So, so soon after, strange stains were seen again all over walls, doors, and entrances to place in Milan. People are yelling at the health officials and the police. What is <laughs> happening? The response. Um, here's the thing. We don't know. <laughs> the people go apeshit. <laughs> Understandably, this is a time before any actual dissemination of information. Before PlayStation's... <laughs> It's that early. <laughs> it's so fucking early. It's my it's my timestamp for everything. <laughs> yep. BPS yeah. APS. <laughs> one. <laughs> BPS one. <laughs> APS one. So accusations start coming in thick and fast as people are dragged in front of a judge and summarily executed hold, for taking hold part. Hold on. Yeah, for taking part in this poisoning scare. This has jumped the shark in the last 30 seconds. Oh, uh, it sure has. Incidents like the following become common. A man of about 80 dusts off a park bench with his cloak before sitting down. A bunch of women see this. He's poisoning the bench. Get him. <laughs> They beat the ever-loving shit out of this man. <laughs> Tear grey locks out of his head. Beat him, drag him to the court. What does the court say? Nothing. Why? The dude died en route. 
Oh, yeah, it was a it was a tough it was a tough age. <laughs> it's both his age and the time that he lived yeah. in. <laughs> both of those are working against him living. Like I said, this is the land before time and the time before reason. But so. but, but also He's he was an eighty year old man. Yeah, in the sixteen hundreds, he's That's done like well. Seven hundred years old now. <laughs> he's the Yoda for inflation. <laughs> they had lira back then as well, so put the exchange rate in there. No, but he's Italian. He would have put all of his money under his under bed. a mattress. <laughs> uh, at the end of it, he's like, "Oh, should really have made some sound investments." <laughs> We all know he paid for stuff in vegetables. Anyway, or <laughs> well, how about this? A few Frenchmen are admiring the architecture of the th- of the city cathedral. They reach out and touch the mar- marble columns. Magnifique, says one. Incroyable, says another. They're poisoning the th- cathedral. <laughs> get them, says the crowd that is now gathered around them. <laughs> they get the shit kicked out of them, dragged to court, but eventually found innocent. <laughs> the whole time... The fetishist is just there going, should we smear some more shit on the dog? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold guys, on. Guys, 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 guys. We're not going about this <laughs> with a scientific bent. <laughs> See this dog. It's devoid of shit. <laughs> just, no, just rub ever, the dog ever, on ever. the columns. Yeah. That's yeah, that's it. what, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> the dog's alive. Oh, well. <laughs> or how about this? A man, na- uh, a man named Mora, a pharmacist, barber, and otherwise upstanding member of Milanese society, is hounded by some townsfolk. What the hell are in those jars, Paisano? Say the townsfolk. <laughs> Why, these are solutions I've created. My hope is that some may help me in my everyday duties, while others may benefit society once I can correctly determine their properties through vigorous testing. Yeah, that man is called a scientist these days. The t- However, <laughs> they don't carry them on the street. That's sus as shit. Stone him. The townsfolk blink hard. He's making poison. Get him. (laughs) That is sus. Yeah. That's sus. I mean, it sure is. You can't can't roll through town. Uh, What is he? The lyric of an Elton John song? (laughs) (laughs) Travelling potions salesman? (laughs) I've always wondered what that job was. (laughs) Turns out it was a mid-1600s poison man. I I love how he... I mean, this is back in the day when people say that they work two jobs now. It's usually like... I drive a truck and I work at Kmart. <laughs> this dude was making compounds as a pharmacist and fucking cutting hair. <laughs> Just two completely unrelated fields. This dude was killing it. That is until... <laughs> he cut hair during the day and he spent all night in the shit <laughs> making potions. That is until... <laughs> it was a 1600s Walter White. <laughs> Oh, so the court finds that like Jazz in the future, he's working with the devil. (laughs) I thought you were about to say, like Jazz in the future, both of his occupations pay nothing. (laughs) (laughs) They put this guy on the rack, I mean, of of the torture variety. (laughs) I was about to say, that's what he wanted. That's why he's making potions. Flying. (laughs) The fetishist is like, there's not really a lot of rubbing shit on dogs (laughs) happening here, is there? I'll come back tomorrow. The fetishist has gone, that's more of a synthetic high. I choose to keep mine more natural. Uh, I'm high on life. (laughs) Hold on. No, I'm not. I'm high on all this weird shit. (laughs) All right. So 
basically for those uh, of, of our listeners who don't know what a torture rack is, it's, it's basically a wooden rack where they, they chain your, your wrists and your ankles and they literally extend your body by pulling your, your limbs apart, which is... And we, a big shout out to all of our listeners from FetLife and the darker <laughs> corners of the internet. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yes, this is the part that you were promised. <laughs> also, welcome all immortals who saw this firsthand. <laughs> In 1630. Yeah, that 80-year-old man. <laughs> we know many of your loves have died over time. <laughs> and you've lived the same nightmare over and over. But the ultimate irony is you can never die. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> so they stretch out your entire body until your bones dislocate and break. That's how it works. So they start stretching this poor bastard. Oh, God. Who do you work for? <laughs> No one, says Mora. Stretch. I said, who do you work for? No one, screams Mora. <laughs> Stretch. And you know this This is not made with a lot of uh, subtlety. Like these, <laughs> these things in the 1600s. Oh, yeah. You're dealing with one cog is a full arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so heavy. So he's long at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's Mr. Fantastic. So... Who do you bloody work for? I don't know, the devil or whatever. Just make it stop. We knew it. Stretch him. <laughs> Stretch. <laughs> this goes on for hours until not only does Mora confess to working with the devil despite being innocent, he also names accomplices <laughs> who had zero part in it. He's executed along with all of the names he gives. Well, I mean, he they didn't realise that torture was kind of flawed yeah. back then. <laughs> if you put someone through enough pain, they will tell you anything. And literally anything. You think this is bad. The next part turns it up a weird notch. And I'm not talking about Hold the fetish just again. <laughs> Weirdly, people start voluntarily putting themselves forward as being the poisoners in a warped reverse Spartacus-type scenario. <laughs> I'm the poisoner. Sweet. Executed. No, I'm the poisoner. Awesome. Also executed. I'm Eugene. <laughs> it's remarkable. No one really knows why they did this, by the way. Some historians and psychologists say that it was for attention. Now, imagine being in a pre-selfie world and the only way that you can get attention is by being best mates with the devil. Exactly. And not only that... But holy shit, the influences of the 1600s <laughs> were getting killed quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chicks are like, I hate the drama, but also Satan is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> In the end, Alora, there is nothing I can tell you about how this actually ends. This is because like most events that occurred back then, no one knows when it ended or what the damage was. Oh, what? It's like everyone woke up one day and forgot about it. But given that this is medieval Italy... I really, really wish someone made an opera about this. They pro oh. What is this substance here on the door? <laughs> is it poison? It's poison. It's my poison. He, he is responsible. She, she is responsible. Death, send them to death on the rack. My son. <laughs> I need to take you to more opera because that is basically a queen musical. <laughs> I thought that was opera. <laughs> I was under the impression that A Night at the Opera, the 1975 Queen album, was opera. Is it not? <laughs> you fucking philistine. But if anyone... Oh, look, that, that, my friend, is the story 
of the Great Milan <laughs> Poisoning Scare. Don't ask me any questions because no there's one knows. No, there's, there's no, there's no records. There's it's literally they were just like mate. people went ape shit. It was cray. But I just want to put this out to all of our musically minded listeners of the show. If you can create some sort of very quick opera, I assume that the diminutive term is operette. <laughs> let's just start with, with an aria. J- j- let, aria. Let, let, that's, let's that's, let's that's, start that's, with one song. Yeah, we'll start with an aria. We'll start with an aria. Just give us a cheeky bit of an opera about the Milan poisoning scare. My God, that so, would be the best. So we will, if you if you can send us in uh, thirty seconds of your interpretation of what this aria would be, we have merch to give away. We've got Rigistan shirts left o- and uh, stuff left over from Korea. And by stuff left over, I mean the booby pee. <laughs> it came back with us. That's right. The booby pee it lives amongst us. Smear shit on something. <laughs> it never truly went away. It will never die. He's going to live forever. He's going to live forever, just like the immortals who listen to this. And... Guys, if you do want to get in touch with us, send your arias through to us. You can either send them. I don't even know if you could send that through Instagram, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. We are at Gus and Rig on Instagram. We are, if you enter in shit show on Facebook, you can send it to us through there. Or if it's a bit of a larger attachment, send it through to our email, shitshow.au at gmail.com. Yes, and the exact same channels that you just heard can be used to reach out to us about an ad on the show, taking out a 30 to 60 second grab. It will be a, a native, we will write you something bespoke uh, to advertise brands, products, countries, yourself. <laughs> to stitch throw up someone, your mates. Throw someone under a bus, wish someone happy birthday. We really do not care. It's going to cost you 50 Australian dollars. Or in 1630 Italy, 60 bajillion lira buried <laughs> underneath a mattress. <laughs> And as always, remember to hold your family members extra close tonight. And of course, smear shit on your dog. (laughs) It was me. (laughs) See you next week. Cheers, guys. Oh, 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 oh,